Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB presents information from and about accredited businesses so that consumers are better informed about products and services that they're purchasing. Whenever we make a purchase or engage a service, we want to make sure that we get what we pay for. One of the factors in decision-making is reading reviews from other people who have used the product or dealt with the business. Later this morning, we'll talk about reviewing the reviews. And we'll be talking trucks and trailers later when we welcome Lyle Apthorpe from the Trailer Hitch Centre. As the fall weather settles in and winter looms, the picture of relaxing by a warm fireplace always calms us down. Our first guest can help us complete that picture. Matt Wallace is the owner of Safe Home Fireplace. Welcome to Ask BBB, Matt. Good morning. So, Matt, as winter approaches and people are facing more and more time indoors, especially with COVID, are you seeing an increase in the demand for fireplace installations at this time of year? Absolutely. Uh, the industry has actually seen a complete unprecedented demand uh, for um, anything to do with fireplaces uh, this season in particular. Are fireplaces installed for function or just purely for the aesthetic values that they bring into a home? Well, that's where there's a bit of a balancing act. Um, you know, we, we certainly enjoy uh, the aesthetic value and uh, sometimes they are also uh, needed and required for uh, primary heating source. So you have all over the spectrum uh, in between and, you know, the, the happy medium is that it will provide both for the homeowner. Okay, so if we're thinking, you know, I'd love to add a fireplace for ambiance or for warmth, what sort of space do we need in order to be able to install a fireplace? Well, some fireplaces will produce no heat. Uh, in fact, some of them can produce negative heat. Uh, an open wood burning fireplace, for example, can produce from negative five to upwards of plus 10% uh, heat efficiency. So, you know, you could therefore have a fire rip roaring and not uh, heat up any uh, area in the home. So, you know, space isn't really an issue. Whereas you can get into some gas fireplaces, which are considered heating appliances, which might heat up to 2,000 square feet, uh, if not more, if, uh, if required. So let's just go over some of the choices we have if we decide we want a fireplace. So uh, the homeowner can definitely choose from uh, the, the most common would be uh, uh, gas appliances, natural wood burning, uh, gel or ethanol fireplaces, which uh, are far, far more uh, irregular and not as common. So what factors, you know, will determine whether we install gas, electric, or I guess even consider an ethanol fireplace? Uh, well, for, for the most part, you know, it's, uh, you know, whether uh, heat is needed or not. You know, for example, in the rural locations, we certainly install a lot more uh, wood burning because uh, it ends up being a bit of um, a monetary uh, choice made uh, by the homeowner because then sometimes their only other um, options would be, you know, propane or electric, which can be uh, very expensive to heat the home with. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, if a homeowner's converting an electrically uh, heated home uh, and they don't have the room for the ductwork, uh, they might choose to install uh, a gas or propane appliance uh, to heat as well. 
Uh, electric would be more so for people that are just looking for uh, the aesthetics as an electric fireplace doesn't produce uh, much heat at all. The ethanol ones really, in, in my strong opinion, are, are, are a bit of a fad. Um, and uh, we, we, we tested the waters with those, which lasted about 30 seconds because they, they actually gave off a bit of a fume. Can we just talk about wood burning for a second? Can you retrofit a wood burning fireplace into to a home or do you have a home that already has it? Uh, no, you can retrofit. Um, there are what's known as a zero clearance wood burning fireplace meaning you basically have a big uh, insulated shell uh, with, the, uh, with the wood burning uh, aspect. And then you would run uh, what's called a factory built chimney, uh, which is you know, the typical big uh, bulky uh, stainless steel insulated chimney uh, up through the home and out through the roof. So uh, we, we do quite a few of those. It, it certainly is a bit of a trend uh, that some of the higher end homes are putting in uh, decorative uh, wood burning fireplaces at the time of install. And those as well are these uh, zero clearance wood burners, as well as with the, uh, the, the stainless steel chimney, because it is, uh, gives you a little more flexibility in terms of the aesthetic choices. And uh, I think a little more uh, cost savings in terms of not having to have, you know, the, the, the big footings and foundations for a true uh, masonry uh, open wood burning fireplace. What if we decide we want to convert the natural wood-burning fireplace to gas or electric? Uh, what's involved there? Well, uh, one would be the logistics of being able to run uh, electricity and or uh, gas to the uh, open wood-burning fireplace location. And then, you know, deciding which is the best option for the homeowner. Uh, so, so there are essentially uh, a, a few different options for somebody who has an existing open wood burning fireplace. You have what's called a gas insert, uh, which is a completely sealed combustion chamber that has its own venting system that runs up through the chimney. These generally are quite efficient and uh, do a wonderful job at heating as well, of course, giving you the, uh, um, you know, the aesthetic uh, aspect. Then you also have electric inserts, which, uh, you know, basically the same thing it's something that inserts inside however of course you don't need the you know the gas or the chimney um, and then you actually have uh, wood burning inserts uh, that you can put into an open wood burning fireplace so you know as you remember I mentioned a few moments ago that uh, the, the efficiency of an open wood burning fireplace is very low uh, you can actually put in uh, a wood burning insert that goes that turns your very inefficient and drafty fireplace into you know a, a heating powerhouse so from negative five to you know plus ten percent efficiency, uh, up to uh, eighty to ninety percent efficient of uh, recovering the uh, the heat from the wood. Cleaning is another thing to consider as well, right? So, I, I'm assuming that you know with wood burning, obviously the chimney needs to be cleaned. Versus in a gas fireplace, you wouldn't even really need a lot of consideration for that at all. Well, here's the thing with a wood burning appliance. First of all, it is uh, you know, according to the, uh, the Ontario Fire Code, uh, which is uh, tied into the Ontario Building Code, you are supposed to have any solid fuel, aka wood, uh, burning appliance um, cleaned uh, once a year or as needed. Um, and the, but the difference with wood and gas is this. Gas is completely automated. So you press a button and you assume everything is A-OK. -okay. Uh, and sometimes it's not. 
Whereas with wood burning, it is very hands-on. So, you know, a, a seasoned veteran at uh, wood burning will definitely be able to pick up on, you know, little idiosyncrasies of their wood burning appliance and, you know, might have an idea uh, when things are uh, kind of running off course. Whereas, you know, sometimes when we go in and do uh, gas fireplace servicing, um, there are uh, issues that uh, could have and should have been addressed had, um, you know, the homeowner had regular maintenance done on their, on their appliance. Well, Matt, we um, don't particularly look forward to winter and the snow, but when it does come, we look forward to having that warm fire uh, to change the atmosphere for the day. Thanks very much for your time this morning on Ask BBB. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, anytime. Matt Lawless is the owner of Safe Home Fireplaces, an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. Search Fireplace in the BBB directory and you'll find both their Strathroy and London locations. We'll be back in a moment to talk about tricking up your truck. Welcome once more. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. The right hitch for your sitch and the top trick for your truck. These are things that we're going to be talking about now as we welcome Lyle Apthorpe, president of the Trailer Hitch Centre in London. It's good to hook up with you today, Lyle. Yeah, good morning, Monica. It's my pleasure. If we don't own a truck or we don't have a trailer, we don't give much thought to the hitch that goes along with that. So let's start with trailer hitches. What are some of the types to consider and how do you help customers determine which is best for them? Well, that's pretty easy. Uh, some vehicles are fairly limited to what they can tow and uh, what they can actually stop is sometimes more important. Uh, the hitches range from a class one series right up to a class five series. So it has a capacity of say 1500 pounds up to uh, 18,000 pounds. So anything from towing your Sea-Doo to towing a triaxle heavy duty trailer. On, uh, on most trailers uh, that are being manufactured these days, anything over uh, 15, 1800 pounds comes with its own braking system. So typically that's an electric brake system with an electromagnet in each of the wheels. So there's a special control that is either mounted in the dash or plugged into the rear socket. The latest concept for trailer brakes is the uh, new Kurt Echo brake controller, which is a Bluetooth control so you don't have to drill any holes in the dash you don't have to have anything mounted everything works right directly from your cell phone uh, it's uh, quite an engineering concept that works extremely well we do a lot of uh, flat towing vehicles for people that are towing their cars behind motorhomes so um, the, the question that we get asked a lot is uh, obviously is can I tow my vehicle behind my behind my motorhome? Because some vehicles are flat towable. Some vehicles, uh, you have to put them on what they call a tow dolly. So you lift the front end or the rear end, whichever the drive wheels are. Um, so we do the complete hookup so that you can tow your car or whatever vehicle you may have behind your motorhome. So besides trailer hitches, your company also handles truck accessories. So what are some of the most popular accessories that people are usually looking for? I, I would have to say the most popular one would be um, truck caps or, or tonneau covers. A truck cap is obviously 
typically a fiberglass unit with windows in it and a rear door so that it covers the back of the truck and, and typically is a cab high. So it's the same height as your cab straight across uh, and uh, lots of different features and uh, benefits as to height, uh, side windows, uh, side access doors, uh, interior carpeting, lighting, fishing rod holders, all, all different types of things for a truck cap. Or you can just put what they call a flat tunnel cover, which are basically rolling, lifting, sliding, uh, and uh, all different types. So they'll fold right up to the back of your cab so it stands vertical behind the cab. So if you have a larger load, it's easy to uh, put in the back of your truck, tie it down, and away you go. Uh, and when you're not using it, it folds flat to keep debris, and, uh, and it makes the back of your box a lot more secure because they are a locking type of system. So unless you open the tailgate, uh, you cannot access the rear of the vehicle. Probably our next most popular uh, item are the uh, side steps for getting in and out of these new trucks because most of these trucks, uh, pretty much anymore, everybody's buying a four-wheel drive. And if you don't have a step on the side to be able to access the cab, it's uh, for, for uh, especially for ladies and kids, it makes it really quite difficult. So that's probably our next most popular item are the side steps. So we talk about accessories that are for function or, or for looks. Um, what are some of the most popular accessories that are chosen just to make the look of the truck different? Um, probably wheels would be the number one item. Wheels and tires. Uh, there's uh, hood guards that, that uh, go across the front, and they come in both chrome and in black. Uh, vent visors that go around the windows, or, or rain guards, they're called. Uh, that, and they can come in chrome as well. Plus, there's tons of stainless steel trim items for rocker panels, etc. Um, but probably the most popular would be uh, that would make the most dynamic change to a vehicle would be like a new set of wheels as compared to what the stock ones are. When we browse the Trailer Hitch uh, website, we see a really wide range of, of brands and accessories. And in addition, we know that there are a lot of different brands of trucks from GMC to Ford to Jeep, Mercedes to Land Rover to Volvo. Uh, are some accessories specific to the brand of the vehicle? Yeah, pretty much all the accessories are, are, are model specific. So it, it, you need to stock a pretty wide range of, uh, of uh, parts and accessories in order to fit everything. But uh, typically, if we don't have it in stock, um, Pre-COVID was pretty much overnight. Now it can be anywhere from overnight to, you know, a week or so, depending on where it's coming from. But, you know, we can get just about anything within a week. Is a lot of happening online now, Lyle? We don't actually have an online store. We have an online uh, website with all the parts and accessories on it. And for the most part, uh, people are happy with... Uh, coming by and just picking up or we can drop ship whatever they would like. When you add any of these accessories, does it actually impact the vehicle warranty in any way? You know what? Um, not unless um, you're going to do a lift, like, like a, a suspension lift or, or a, uh, a body lift. Uh, and, that's, and that's only on trucks. 
Um, some vehicles, uh, depending on the size of it, um, they are not really set up for towing. So some of the smaller vehicles like uh, and some of the uh, electric cars are not recommended for towing. But for the most part, anything that we put on does not interfere with the uh, warranty of the vehicle. Lyle, it won't be long before the snow is flying. Are there any accessories that will help us and, and our vehicle get through the winter? Uh, remote starts are being are very popular right now, or you can actually start your vehicle from your office or your home or wherever you may be. Actually, uh, with the Bluetooth uh, or you know, Bluetooth system, you can actually start your car from wherever you have access to uh, uh, internet. Um, the other thing uh, that we're doing uh, a lot of right now is winter wheels and tires. So it's a winter wheel tire package so that you can get a complete package already mounted, ready to install on your vehicle. So it's just uh, a phone call. We order what you need, comes in the next day, and then we can do a complete install, take the old wheels and tires off, put the new ones on for winter. Well, Lyle, we want to thank you very much for your time here this morning on Ask BBB. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure, and uh, have a great day. We've been talking truck with Lyle Athrop, the president of the Trailer Hitch Center. Search the BBB directory under Truck Accessories to find them. After the break, a review of BBB Reviews. Welcome back to this final segment of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and I'm here with Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, Monica, we know more and more people are going to the BBB website and business directory to do research before they make a purchase or sign up for a service or service contract. In addition to ratings and other information, they can find reviews of businesses there too. Online reviews have become part of our day-to-day -day life online. According to one survey, 82% claim that online reviews impact their purchasing decisions. Whether you're looking for a new hairstylist, an online clothing retailer, or even a roofer, consumers turn online to find out first-hand experiences of businesses. Consumers today want to know the good and the bad of businesses before they hand over their hard-earned money to them. What makes BBB customer reviews unique, Monica? Well, one of the fundamental differences from other online reviews is that we actually verify the reviewer. We verify emails, follow up directly with the business to confirm that there was an actual business transaction that occurred, and we implement other safeguard efforts as well before the review is posted. We also don't allow third-party or anonymous reviews. Okay, so how do people submit a review? Well, you can go to bbb.org forward slash reviews, or you can actually just go to bbb.org and search for a business there, and you can see all of their complete reviews online. You can also go directly to the BBB business profile of that company, and then you can click and submit a review directly from their BBB webpage. Well, let's talk about negative reviews. How, how can a business deal with those? Well, the reality is, is that negative reviews happen. No business is perfect, but it is how a business deals with an issue that will show a future consumer their integrity. There are always two sides to a story. So knowing both sides helps consumers make wise purchasing decisions. If a business receives a negative review, we really recommend that the business respond to the review in a professional manner. The professional response won't put the blame on the consumer or really deflect responsibility, but it's an opportunity for the business to explain their side of the issue and the recourse that they took to try to fix the issue. 
This shows readers of that review that the business might have had an issue, but they're still professional and ethical and really trying to continuously improve their services. How can businesses promote reviews for their customers? Well, promoting reviews to your customers is a great way to get your clientele to be your cheerleader. After a service or a purchase is completed, the business can simply ask them to go online to tell others about their experience, whether it's on bbb.org, Facebook, or other review sites. The business can also send customers an email where they simply just have to click on a button that will take them to the review site. BBB helps businesses and consumers to work together so that more people know where to find ethical businesses. All very good points. And Monica, as we wrap up today, I'd like to mention that it's Rotary's World Polio Day. Rotary clubs and Rotarians are raising funds with everything from bottle drives to walks, as well as posting information on their websites and social media pages. Search hashtag World Polio Day to add your support and to be part of history. And Monica, that's all our time. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brands. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.